Hello and welcome to Rivaled episode 17. My name is Bo, that's Jake, we are the hosts. And before we get started, let's give a, uh, I was gonna say quick and cool, so I kind of can combine them there. But let's give a cool shout out to Connors Computer Repair, our sponsor for today's episode. Uh, you can go check them out at connorscomputers.com. I'll put it in the description. Uh, best rates in town, great customer service. If you're in the Kansas City metro area and need your computer repaired, he's got you. Connorscomputers.com. I'll put that in the description. Okay, Jake, let's uh, get into All it. Right. Um, so I think uh, this week we're starting with week nine review, correct? Right, right. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, game by game, we'll just kind of go over our picks and how we liked it. Um, we started off with Thursday night football. Uh, that game was an obvious win for the Packers. We both guessed that right. It was the Cheeseheads versus the injury reserve, in my opinion. Yes. Um, I think moving on, let's go down the line here. Uh, Texans and Jaguars. That was kind of a scare game for the the Texans. They almost lost. I don't know if you saw. um, There was a should have been delay of game penalty. I did. I did see that. That's ridiculous, Uh, man. And then you see Lutton. I don't even know his first name. Hey, Jake Lutton. Yeah, he was running, and then he hit him with a little spin and then got in the the end zone. And then they had a chance to win it. They just couldn't get the two-pointer. Yeah, so I, I definitely tired. think Gardner Minshew could have some competition right now. I'm not saying Gardner Minshew – hold on. I'm not saying Gardner Minshew is a bad quarterback, but the Jaguars saw a good quarterback this week with Jake yeah. Lutton. Here's what I'm saying. probably though. help. Like, Jake Lutton, doesn't matter. Gardner Minshew, he was fun for a little bit, doesn't matter. Uh, Justin Fields probably going to be their quarterback next year. Yeah. Uh, I think I sent you the mock draft. I think Jacksonville is looking at it. Yeah. Uh, or it, that kid, that dude from BYU is pretty good too. Wilson. Wilson yeah. Wilson. And uh, North Dakota State. I forgot his name. Oh, Trey Lance. yes. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, dude. Yeah. He's looking he's, good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I would yeah, say so, in the last five-ish years, North Dakota State has had some pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, they've always been solid up in FCS, and I was researching why they don't move to FBS, and they say, no, we're good. We're good kicking butt in FCS. We're good. We're good winning our natties. So. For sure. Uh, moving along, Giants at Washington. And we both had Washington. We were very happy with the defense, but then we saw exactly what the NFC East looked like in that Giants-Washington game. That was a kind of a stupid Like, game. who's going to win the division, dude? Like is it the I personally think it'll be or Philly. Bad. Yeah, I think I think it'll be the Philly. Cowboys are terrible. I thought the football team was going to be a lot better. They they suck. The Giants, the Giants have been really close in all their games though. But still an they, They're like the new 40 uh the new Falcons. They blow leads. Right, right. They should, they, what is it, week 10? They should be at least 5 and 5 or something like that. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So, or I guess 5 and 4 since Week, yeah. yeah. Um, Washington came out with the win on that one. Ravens at Colts. It was a good bounce back win for the Ravens. Uh, not a whole lot with the Colts. Didn't really show up. Lions at Vikings. We both got that one right, which I thought was kind of impressive. Um, I do know Matt Stafford was in that game. But he's, I believe, out this – he could be out this week with a concussion, I think. Ah. So – yeah, we'll see how that goes. That'll be later topic for later in the week. Um, Bears and Titans. Uh, you guessed the Bears, uh, and they lost. 
I was, yeah. I was kind of surprised by that because Bears' defense is really, really good. Yeah. Um, just the quarterback play. I mean, Foles, he, I mean, he had a he had 300 yards, but still, though, it's just, you know, stats don't always tell the whole story. Like, Jameis Winston right. had five – Jameis Winston had 5,000 yards last year. Right. right. And he was on a Buccaneers <laughs> team that lost. Right, right. So, this is the eye test, man, with Foles and Trubisky, man. They, they might trade up for a quarterback in this year's draft. So do you think after the Bears traded for a quarterback and Nick Foles, they'll go out and draft a quarterback again? I could see that. Hmm. They, um, you know, maybe if Jacksonville, if they still want to give Minshew a chance to lead their team, maybe you see the Bears trade up for number two. So it'll be like 2017 all maybe. over again. Maybe, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Or maybe like Trevor <laughs> Lawrence will like refuse to play for the Jets. So then the Bears and like, like three first-round picks for – Number one pick. Hey, the Jets will still need a lot of help if they trade up for that. Um, yeah. Panthers at Chiefs. That was a that was a scary game for the Chiefs. That game, what was it, 33-31? It was really close, yeah. two points. Very close. That, I think that was kind of a wake-up call for the Chiefs, you know? Like, I don't know if it was I a wake-up call. I think that it's almost lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that uh, – I, I did say something last week about Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore is that if he can hit the under routes with DJ, it'd be really good. And I think Christian McCaffrey had a, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. You can yeah. me on that. Yeah, um, he did. So I think that the Chiefs defense needs to kind of step up on the run game and the slants and like the drag routes and everything like that. Right. They definitely need to step up with that. We start, start playing a little more man-to-man sort of zone. But right. at the same time, when you play zone, you can you have a whole lot more field to cover. So I think yeah. that could be – issue and I believe this was one of the two games of the weeks Seahawks and Bills we both guessed that right you were hesitant at first that was that was I was I was right on right on (laughs) I was happy with that but no Bills and Seahawks that was a great game I believe it could have been game of the week to or second game of the week um walk me through that one how did how did you feel what do you think the Seahawks need to improve on to win next week? They're secondary, man. It's so bad. Like, I was telling you, I was giving you crap for not starting Josh Allen. <laughs> because, you know, you got to play the fantasy, he, had like, he had like 30-some points. Yeah, dude. So I'm telling you, man, the Seahawks secondary is in trouble. Um, you know, whenever we think about the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, we think of the Legion of Boom and dominant mm-hmm. defense. Well, dude, I mean, they're giving up like 40 points a game. Right. Um, you know? Uh, they're basically the Cowboys, but with a better offensive line, a better quarterback, a better running back, a better better receivers, yeah. <laughs> better punter, better long snapper. But yeah, no, um, yeah, no, it was a fun watch, very entertaining. Um, wasn't a lot of rushing going around that mm-hmm. game. Just no, letting Wilson and Allen just throw. I mean, the leading rushers only had about fifty yards between the two of them. Really. Yeah, yeah. DJ Dallas well, at thirty-one for Seattle, and uh, Moss at eighteen for uh, Buffalo. Wow. Um, a game that we both got wrong in this uh, in our prediction was Broncos at Falcons. Falcons. Falcons actually came out with a win. I was. I'm not surprised because it's a weak Broncos team, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I thought Denver would have something more to show. Right. I mean, this one almost got away from the Falcons again. Everyone, yeah, I mean, they won. They won. So, but still, though, I mean, 
I bet every time the Falcons have a lead going into the fourth quarter, it's just everyone's like, mm. <laughs> here we here um, we go again. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Raheem, what's his last name? Morris. R- Raheem Mozart. Mozart, yeah, Raheem Mozart. I mean, he could. Whoa, honestly wait, wait, wait. Are you are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking Raheem about the Mozart coach. A... I'm talking about the coach oh. of the Falcons, the interim. Oh, yeah, Raheem. Um, Raheem something, whatever he is, he might be the coach next year. I mean, he's Falcons um, coach. I thought you were talking about the oh, yeah, you're right, Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. Yeah, 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 Raheem Morris. Yes, I mean he he looks like he's taking good control of this team and they're responding to him. So I mean, uh, obviously they're going to go out and look at other coaches. But I mean, if you got your coach like right there, like yeah, <laughs> no most definitely don't need to look most anywhere. Definitely. Um, but we know we both got that game wrong, which is kind of surprised. Um, yeah. Next up, we had Raiders at Chargers. We, we were split on that one. Chargers should have won, um, but there was a bad call or a, a loose play at the end to where who was it? Mike Williams uh, was out of bounds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's that that's weird. the one play we were talking about earlier where Justin Herbert yes. always has that one play. Always. To it's get away so from him. Weird. I think that was it. But we Raiders came out to win. What was the final score of that game? Do you have that? Uh, 31-26. Yeah, then, so he was, like, right there. Did you see that thing on Instagram? It said, like, there, the Chargers were up 32-31. No time left yeah. on the clock. It said final. And then only the Chargers would lose a game this way. When a final. You're right. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Um, this game kind of surprised me, dude. Dolphins at Cardinals. Yes. Dolphins came out with a win. They, they did. Looked very good. They looked hungry. They came ready to play against the Cardinals' number one defense, right? Is that, is that what off, they are? Off, offense. Number one offense. They're top five yeah, yeah. defense, though, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I dude, think I mean, it was a great game for Tua. Yeah. It was a fun game. Um, let's see where his stats. Here we go. Yeah, no, Tua. I mean, yeah, no, he played, he played well. Uh, 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, Kyler Murray. Ran for 100 yards, too. Um, yeah, no, it was a fun game watching two young quarterbacks lead their teams. Um, Brian Flores, he might win. Um, if the re- Dolphins can, like, find their way into the playoffs, he might be uh, coach of the year. Remember the team last year? They were so bad, and they went 5-11. and 11. Like, they were one of the worst teams. And then yeah. now it's down there 5-3 and three on a team that really hasn't changed much besides the coach and the quarterback. Well, they picked up a defensive guy, too. Uh, oh, Byron Jones. They yeah, they got Byron. Yeah, they got Byron. And they also got Breida. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, they have some pieces, but it's not like they I'm not them. saying it's like – yeah, they're not like that top-tier team. Right. Really, but they definitely made some moves that are really good. Yeah, they got their um, coach. So, let me ask you this. Who wins AFC East? Honestly, dude, I, I don't even know. Um, I think it should – I'm thinking, though, it's going to be – because I want to say the Eagles, but they have, like – like No, 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 no. A- AFC East. Oh, AFC. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Oh, Buffalo Bills, baby. Uh, seven and two. You think so? Um, yeah. No, I mean, they're – Josh Allen, he started off hot, kind of got slow again, but I think he's going to continue um, the good game he had against Seattle this week and, um, you know, lead him to, like, maybe 11 and five, 12 and four. Somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. What about you? Okay. I definitely think the Dolphins can make the playoffs as a wild card team. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who they'll play. That, that's the question right now. Yeah. 
I I honestly think that they'll probably end up playing like the Ravens or if anything the Browns. I do think the Browns make the playoffs this year. I'm saying that because they they updated their like what was it 16 or yeah 16 team playoff whatever. Yeah, that's so stupid. Why is every team yeah. making the playoffs? We we can talk about that later in this week. Yeah, we can yeah. dig more into it. But no, I I definitely think the Dolphins will make the playoffs this year. I think they'll have kind of a 500 average. I want to say like nine and seven, maybe eight and eight, whatever. Um, but I think they play the Ravens. Ravens don't win that division this year. I think it goes to the Steelers. Um, and I think that they play Ravens or Browns. I think that'll be the couple division teams yeah. in the AFC North. Um, yeah. And talking about the Steelers, um, Steelers at Cowboys. We both have that game. Steelers winning. Uh, Walk me through that, man. You're wearing your Cowboys gear right now. I mean, yeah, Cowboys. How, how do you? Day. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Oh, veterans. yeah. Happy Veterans. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we, yeah, thank we should have started with that. Well, we should have, man. We, we suck. But yeah, it's okay. No, but we'll close with that. We'll clo- we'll, it'll be the grand finale. All right, we can do that. <laughs> no, but he was at Cowboys. Walk me through that one real quick. How did you feel the Cowboys played with, like, the injury reserve of the Cowboys? Yeah. So, um, started off, I knew we were going to lose, so I ordered some Buffalo Wild Wings to try and cope. Um, and then um, we scored, field goal. Okay, we're up 3 nothing, And then we scored again, and then we had the lead. And then we're going to the fourth quarter, and it looks like we're going to beat the Steelers. And then a bunch of crazy stuff happened, and I blacked out, and we lost. <laughs> I remember, like, dude, like, I straight up don't even remember, like, the fourth quarter. And I'm notorious for having such a good memory of the games and stuff like that. Like, I cannot – the only thing I remember in the fourth quarter was the Cowboys throwing the ball and uh, dropping it or, like, getting it back down, like, at the end of the game. <laughs> Gilbert played good, though. I th- I wish he would be the he, starter instead he, of Dalton. He played really good. Yeah, I was – I was honestly quite surprised at how good he actually played. Yo, our special teams coordinator, though. I love him. He's he's smart. Do you see that play that we did? Where, like, it was – Yeah, like, right down the sidelines where it was kind of faking. Like, oh, my hamstring. And then yeah. they threw it across. And, and then we could have had a freaking touchdown or we could have had the ball inside the five, except the dude that he already ran past decided to block somebody in the back. That's the stupid thing about the Dallas Cowboys. We always beat ourselves. But we're two and seven. We're not going anywhere. We're probably be like three and thirteen. So it doesn't matter. You, you think you guys will end up three and thirteen? Dude, we're so bad. It'll be like three thirteen, four and twelve. I think at most four and twelve. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, four and twelve. Um, okay, so the game of the week primary. We'll say the Seahawks and Bills are the secondary. The primary game was most definitely the Saints at Buccaneers. We had high, high hopes for the Buccaneers to win this game. We both went to Buccaneers. I, I, was talking, yeah, I was talking to Jacob. Uh, shout out Jacob, our, our good buddy. Um, I was talking to him, and he said at most it would be a 10-point win, no matter who wins. That was not the case. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That was not the case. Um, is Tom Brady's age finally catching up with him? Is Bill Belichick the reason – Tom Brady isn't being successful right now. Is Tom Brady well, not a good 500-player team quarterback? Like, there's so many questions you could ask about why they lost. Yeah. Dude, why the, did they lose? The reason why they lost was because from the time they landed in 
or from the time they arrived, because it was a home game, from the time they arrived at the stadium, they just were awful. Because, I mean, Tom Brady was having, like, I mean, he probably wasn't going to win MVP, but he was going to be in the conversation. I mean, he had he was having a hell of a season. And then, you know, he had three picks and, like, 200 yards, barely. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was weird. Because um, I don't know about you, but I went into this game, like, usually for Sunday nighters, if it's not like the Cowboys, like the Chiefs playing, like, I'll watch it, but I'll kind of have it, like, on in the background as I'm, like, doing other stuff or and pay attention, like, in the fourth quarter. But for this game, I right. tended on having my eyes on the TV, like, the entire game. Like, it was the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl or something like that. And then I was, I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it is 31 to nothing, and it's the second quarter. <laughs> so, or did, what, what about you? Did you feel the same way? The, yeah. Um, okay, so forget the final score. Could you have seen this as – so – Brady goes to Tampa. We we knew that. We knew he would play the Saints and Drew Brees twice a year, maybe three. Coming into this, could you have seen this as the possible game of the year? Oh, like yes. the whole year. Yes. That's what I put in my story before, and I looked like a fool because it was over by halftime. Yeah. <laughs> um, as much as I like Brady, like Brady's a good guy. Y- y'all can hate him, whatever. Brady's like a solid player. He shows up every day, except well, for separate, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for Sunday. But he shows up, man. He He's a – what do you call he's it? He's a winner. Uh, right, hey, six Super Bowls could tell you that. But, no, like, Drew Brees showed a lot of passion in this game because he came into the season like uh, like kind of a bounce-back – not a bounce-back – like he – contemplated retirement, comes back for another year, two-year deal, whatever, and comes out and just puts the hammer down to Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and just annihilates him. So I think this game could have gone no better for the Saints. Oh, agreed. So props to Drew, props to Tom Brady. Um, So – I mentioned Bill Belichick earlier, and that kind of leads us into our next one. Patriots at Jets. Uh, Jets had a chance to win this game. They like did. You said, they, had a lead in, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they blew it. Um, Jets almost almost won. It was 50-50. I had Jets. You had the Patriots. Pops to you. Um, but this was kind of a Monday night football game that was like, who cares? Yeah, you know, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah, I kind of watched highlights. Uh, I actually had to write yeah. the paper, so I had it here on the slide. But Patriots, how, how did okay? So, how did the Jets look according to how did the Patriots look with their defense? Their defense yeah. wasn't that great. I mean, they both almost put up thirty points. Right. I mean, based on um, the highlights that I've seen, the Jets just had a lot more intensity than the Patriots because I mean, the Jets have just been getting killed by the Patriots for the last twenty years, and so it was like, wait, this is our chance, you know, to beat the Patriots, you know, on our home turf and show them who's boss. And they got really close. Um, they probably could have beat them if it wasn't for Adam Gase in the front office that's trading everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, the Patriots, I mean, they, they got lucky. They squeaked by. It would have been awesome, though, to see the Jets beat, beat the Patriots and watch them go two and six. Right. Uh, um, do you think the Jets win a game this season? I mean, it's week 10. We got six 
seven games with a bye week, six games. Uh, Do you think they win at all? I think they will. I think they'll win one. I don't know against two, but maybe they'll win one. Maybe it'll be like like week seventeen, where they like beat like the Dolphins or someone to like knock them out of the playoffs. I don't know if they play the Dolphins week seventeen. Wouldn't that be pretty well? Hey, I I can write that down. We we can yes we can look, but they gotta so like, play week seventeen. So yeah, so like if the Dolphins are like eight and seven, and they're like zero oh and fifteen. Watch them beat the Dolphins. Who do they play? Who do they play? Are you, are you looking up who they play? Week 17. Yeah, Jets schedule. Um, more games. Joe Flacco. Ooh. Who do they play? Patriots? Week, week 17, they play the Patriots. Oh, okay. In Foxborough. In Foxborough. Okay. Yeah. So next week, they play the Chargers, then the Dolphins, Raiders. Oh, they're going to get squashed this game. The Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. <laughs> Watch them, like, beat the Seahawks, like, 35 to, like, 7. <laughs> I think they'll win against – if we were to give them a win, honestly, I could see them beating the Chargers next week, only because the Chargers keep continuing to choke. Right, right. But if, if I had to be legit, I would probably say the Browns a couple days after Christmas – um, I don't know. That just it it screams a zero and set or zero and sixteen season. Yeah. Yikes! Dang. Big yikes! That is all for week nine review, uh, bro. You had our next topic. Yeah. So the next topic I think is pretty cool. Um, Jake, I know that we talked a little bit of hockey uh, when the Stanley Cup was going on and stuff like that. And one of my favorite things about hockey is that the hockey mentality and the brotherhood that all the players have. Um, you know, hockey's crazy. Like, if someone even looks at the goalie wrong, it's on. And that's something that I really wish um, more baseball players and football players had in common, you know? Um, like when, you know, if someone, you know, does like a dirty play on someone or, you know, does something you don't like that's, you know, kind of, you know, stretches the rule book or a little play after the mm-hmm. whistle. I mean, you stand up for your boy. You go, you go, you go do whatever has to be done. You know, um, do you agree with this um, thought that I have, or what do you? Yeah, think? most definitely. I I think you see a lot of it in the NFL. Um, I think the NFL is kind of more of that hockey mentality, like you're saying. Um, like especially like if it's a dirty hit, whatever. Right. So like for for instance. Um, I forgot what year it was. I think it was 19 or 2018-2019. Steelers at Bengals. Uh, and Vontaze Burfecht had a, a dirty hit on Antonio Brown. Yeah, that was the 2018. Yeah. yeah. And the very, very next play, Juju ran, yeah, I think like it was that. a slant route or something yeah, like that. And right. completely sideswiped him. So and then I he's laying there like – and then you're looking over him. I love that. Yeah. Bro. You love to see that from your teammates. And, and so I think that's what that hockey mentality is in football is, stand, like you said, stand up for your brother. You know, it, it's a brotherhood. You play in the it league. You're, like you're hundreds of players that don't ever make it. Right. So I think for sure that hockey mentality in the football is more – what's the word? It, it's more uh, prevalent. Is that a word? Prevalent? Relevant? Relevant, I guess you yeah. could say. 
but so if we flip the script to the MLB, the the only incident or instance incident that I can get would probably be the Manny Machado and Josh Donaldson deal. You know, yeah. talking about how they had yeah. kind of a little skirmish in yeah. was Baltimore, Oakland. Right. The pitchers are the one that are at fault for that, you know. Yeah. And so I think that it's the pitcher at that point where they stand up for your player, stand up for your bro, whatever. I think it depends on the the not the outcome, but like the events leading up to it, most definitely. And I think that goes along with the NFL as well. Yeah, right. Now, um, one of the players, one of my favorite baseball players that I think really um, embodied the hockey mentality in baseball um, is actually the Royals' late pitcher, Yordano Ventura. Um, yeah. Do you re- – because, I mean, the Royals after that 2014 season, like everybody, like so much, like everybody thought it was a fluke and no one's really taking them seriously. And, you know, the guys were like, okay, let's do it. You know, we're good. But Yordano, every, a lot of people didn't like this, but I loved it. Yordano was like, okay, you guys don't think we're the real deal? How's a fastball to the hip feel? <laughs> Is that the real deal? Right. Right. And, and like, and then do <laughs> you remember that one play you did like to Adam Eaton where it was just uh, oh, a, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a comebacker to the right. Back. He, like, he just goes, leg out, whatever. yeah, he said something that was very kind. Yeah. But the thing is, because remember Jeff Samarja and Lorenzo Kane, like an opening day, like Samarja just hit Kane because they were, they were losing and he was mad about it. Um, you know, anyway, so then your, your Dono stood up for him, you know, throughout that game and later in the season. And, yeah, no, I think there's definitely needs to be some more – I'm not saying you just go fight everybody every two seconds, but definitely stick up for your guys in a way that makes other teams fear the results if you do something dirty or out of the rule book to your player. So would that be considered an unwritten rule? I know we met, I know we talked kind of about yeah. unwritten rules earlier in our series here. I think it um, should be. I think it should be. Um, yeah, no, my thing is, like, remember when um, uh, Noah Syndergaard – I don't know if he was trying to hit Escobar, but in the World Series in 2015 where the pitch concentrated a little too high and he even said that, dude. He was like, you know, maybe – Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I think, what was it, the very next play, he hit, like, a double or a triple or something like that? Yeah. If I were – The very next know, pitch. I know it's the World Series and all, but, like – Maybe I'd wait like later in the game just to see like how like if the score what the score was. But dude, like, um, I would throw one at you know maybe not even Senegard, maybe at one of their best players, um, maybe at like Murphy. He was red hot <laughs> during that World Series or that playoff. Murphy. You know, uh, throw one, like throw one that's very high at him. See how he likes it. Yeah, even right. someone who's a big name like Joanna Cespedes. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Conforto was a pretty up and coming rookie last year. That year, it'd be like a welcome to MLB moment. Well, I do, especially another. Okay, kind of a funny thing though. Like there are certain limits though. Like obviously, you're not going to throw a ball at Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge. (laughs) Did you see that? Someone did that. Like someone hit somebody on. I think it was like the Tigers, and he hit them, and then uh, the Tigers threw a ball at Stanton and Stanton. 
<laughs> so stupid. Like, why would you hit Stanton? You could literally hit, like, Brett Gardner, who was literally next. If you just waited, yeah. you could have hit little Mega Mine looking Brett Gardner. Right. Hey, Stanton's stacked, man. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I definitely think the hockey mentality in, in football and baseball, it kind of depends on the events leading up to it. What's, what's the bad blood that is brewing, you know? Right, right. So it, it could be a whole lot of nothing, honestly. Like, I agree with what you're saying. Like, why hit someone – like, why hit a big-name person when you're just trying to throw them off their game? Right. Um, yeah, man, it, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, I, I do I like to see it, though. Yeah. Okay, so that brings into our next topic, and uh, this is Ooh, women. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting. Yeah, one. I thought this was when I was I was thinking about this on my walk uh, around the park the other day, and I was like, it'd be fun to talk about like women in pro sports, you know, because when baseball was created way back in the day, in the rule book, I don't know if it still says it, but um, it said that women aren't allowed to play because the sport is too violent. Well, they've taken literally all violence out of baseball besides the charging them out and whatnot. But you can't, you know, block the plate no more. You can't, you know, run into the catcher. You can't uh, take out runner at second, you know, for the double play. There's a lot of different parts of the game that were physical that aren't really um, in the game anymore, like allowed by the rules. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the claim that, you know, this too violent is kind of irrelevant now. So, I mean, like, like why – I don't know, because why – what's what's keeping, like, a woman from, you know, just playing second base and hitting the ball? You know, I think I think baseball, you could definitely have a co-ed professional league. Um, just because there's not – it's not very physical, you know. There wouldn't be that big of a disadvantage just based on genetics. You know what I'm right. saying? What about – what do you think? So- yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of taking out the violence. Um, yeah. Personally, I would like to see it. Me too. I'd um, love it. I I do feel that women especially have just a different mindset when it comes to certain things. And – I think in baseball, like if you – so like pick softball, for example. Mm-hmm. You have to know the very next pitch or like the very next outcome. It's the same thing. Right. You're playing the same, the same game. Right. So, exactly. yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I do think that women in pro sports could bring – I hope it wouldn't be like a, a money thing or like yeah, a – Yeah, but that's another thing, though. Okay. You have these, you know, rich billionaire owners that – you know, are looking always to make some more dough. Think about it. So, Think about it. They they find like a 16-year-old woman, you know, uh, from like um, anywhere like USA. I know the baseball is really big in Cuba and Latin America. Maybe you can find a, a girl down there and then just sign her as a 16-year-old like they do all the other people. And think about how many jerseys you would sell, how many people would come to the game, and also like how inspiring it would be for, you know, young women all over the place to see, you know, because especially in baseball, because baseball is not really a physical sport. It's a bat and ball sport, <laughs> you know? Well, I wouldn't even say it's a bat and ball sport, man. It's a mental game. Yeah. For sure. I like, especially me playing for years, it, it's a – I think, yeah, it was. it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Yeah. 
and that that goes a long ways. And I like I said, I definitely think women in pro sports have a different mindset type thing when it comes to like certain things of like okay, so like for example, like runners at first and second, one out, what's the play type thing? You know, like I feel like they would already know that when they're sitting in the yeah, I could see or that. whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, no, I think it. I think it would be good. I hope that they wouldn't do like a sixteen-year-old out of like Dominican Republic, whatever. I'm not saying Dominican Republic doesn't have great athletes because they do. Like you said, Latin America, stuff like that, great athletes. Um, but to work at it on the, I, I guess, a daily basis of finding the one to break that barrier. Yeah. And I, I kind of hate how they haven't done it now. Like, it feels kind of like – I hate using this word because it doesn't really make sense, but it's kind of segregated. Yeah, you know, like like it's divided, I and I feel like right. that sucks. Yeah, um, I mean, there's literally like no logical reason anymore why the MLB can't have women play in there. But yeah. I mean, I think some people will be like, "Well, the locker room, bro. You can have two locker rooms. You know, you go yeah, to the gym, most definitely work out of the gym. You have the boys, the girls, and you have a family locker room too. To, you know." Uh, exactly. I don't think that's an issue at all. And it, it would just be really cool to see, um, you know, because there's different types of players. Like, um, just because of the genetics, I don't know how many, like, home runs um, a girl would hit in the league. But, you know, playing from softball, I mean, I never play softball, but it, it would make me think that they would have better, like, hand-eye coordination, if that makes sense. And they would be uh, able to kind of – I mean, I've played slow-pitch softball. And that's, yeah, that's dude. Really yeah, so, I mean, it'd be really cool to see, and I think it's entirely possible. And I truly believe that we will see a woman play in the major leagues, whether it be pitcher, catcher, shortstop, in her lifetime. Definitely. I, I could honestly see it. So, if, if I had to put a number on it, it wouldn't surprise me if it would happen in the next 25, 30 years. Yeah, man, that'd be great. That'd be amazing, dude. And now for football, I don't that, want to that's say where, that. Yeah, that's where it draws the line, I feel like, because football is more of a concept for more violent type thing. So that that's where it draws lines. I feel like maybe in different leagues, yes. Yeah. Like, for example, college maybe only because it's not at the top level of NFL. Maybe, yeah. 30 hits or 100%. So, I don't know. Right. Definitely, I mean, kicker, there was – I forget her name, but she was on the U.S. women's national team. She was 36. or She's 36. Yeah. So, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember her name. I heard yeah. that story. Dude, I mean, there's a kicker, punter. I mean, yeah. No, that's that's – You'd imagine like Alex Morgan kicking for the Dallas Cowboys. If we didn't have Greg, Greg the leg, <laughs> we. Why's it gotta be the Cowboys? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody? No, like, it, dude. I don't know. I'm just thinking that'd be didn't so cool. Didn't somebody try out female? She someone did. Tried she out to be a kicker. Yeah, she did. I remember she was, that. She was 36, and the Eagles already had Jake Elliott, so. I mean, I've always thought that, like, remember, like, a few years ago when, like, Cairo Santos for the Chiefs got hurt, so they had, like, a fill-in kicker for a bit? I always thought they should have just signed, like, Graham Zussi from Sporting KC to kick for a few weeks yeah. until he came back. Yeah. 
Um, well, but yeah, then also he didn't he didn't come back. We had to sign another one. That's how right. we got. Uh, That's how you got Butker. Yeah, yeah, so. from the Panthers practice squad. Right. You know Josh Lambeau, the kicker for uh, Jacksonville, yeah. played in the MLS. He was like he played the MLS for a few years. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think honestly, dude, I really think basketball women could definitely play in basketball. I think it wouldn't be as common as it would be in the MLB, but I really think it's entirely possible. I can see that. I just don't know when. And the only only downfall with that is I feel and, – and this has kind of been the issue for a while now – is the pay grade between the two leagues. Yeah. Granted, NBA has – Yeah, so much more money, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh, compared to the, the WNBA. So – and, and you got to think of that from all the sports too, the football, basketball, baseball – There'll be a huge difference in pay, and could could that be kind of a uh, a sexist type thing? Like you have to think logistically. No, how, but you you would have to think. You and I think no, mm-hmm. but as like a a billionaire owner, or whatever, or the media, or whatever, they'll run it as sexist. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, true, but. There, there are some girls that play in the WNBA that I think could totally be competitive in the NBA. Maya Moore, yeah. Sue Bird. I mean, she might Sue be – sure. she could be a coach, you know, if she's, you know, a little, she's getting up there in age. Um, Brittany Griner. Um, there's I a lot of – from Baylor. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it'd be really cool, and I could definitely see it happening because, I mean, the, the WNBA is expanding. Um yeah. LeBron, he's really big on that. Kobe Bryant was super big into that um, before he passed. So um, I could really see it happening. But I, I, like in baseball, I could totally see like like maybe like fifteen or twenty percent of the players being female at some point. But for basketball, I could see it being less than five, simply because there's just not like nobody in the WNBA dunks. You know, I mean, there's like yeah. there's been like. 20 dunks in the whole history of the league. So, um, you know, that's why I think maybe it could be Maya Moore because, I mean, she's I mean, she's not very tall. She's 5'10". She could play guard. Chris Paul, like Chris Paul's like, well, Curry, well, uh, Isaiah Thomas. That's what I'm – Isaiah Thomas. Um, speaking of Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking – not him, but he's looking at getting traded. Makes sense. Uh, Makes sense. They should have done that last year. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, yeah. But oh, anyway, yeah. yeah. And then all I mean for hockey, I mean hockey's a crazy barbaric sport, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise Ooh. me. It wouldn't dude because hockey dude is ruthless. They yeah. like it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, Yeah, screw it, just <laughs> Brittany or Ginger, go out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um soccer too, but the thing is like you just want to make sure that these ladies aren't at a genetic disadvantage because um you know, just naturally, uh, you know, guys just have more muscle. They lift more. I mean, you see that, you know, in the Olympics every year. Um, mm-hmm. You just want to make sure that, you know, if they were, you know, guys in girls sports were going to be co-ed, is that, you you know, the field, the playing field would be as even as it can be. You know, right. I think for soccer, it could be a little hard. Um, basketball, too, but I think there are definitely girls that, you know, should be fine and handle it. But for baseball, man, I just, 
I don't think really the genetic, you know, making of males and females really matters, you know, in baseball. Yeah, most definitely. Everybody's different players, you know. I mean, we saw Monet Davis, you remember, in like 2014. Hey, hey, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I know. She was awesome. Um, I think she plays uh, college basketball now, but it would have been cool to see her be the first pitcher. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was definitely a lot to think about. Hmm. Yeah, and that was that was fun. That's that's that two a.m. deep deep thinking for you. Deep thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that all we have? That's crazy. No way. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, just I guess we'll just wrap this up then. Um, right. So I think uh, not next week, but uh, next episode we'll talk a uh, week ten review, go over some games, um, and just keep you guys involved in the world of sports. Right. Well, like we said uh, earlier, today is Veterans Day. Thank you to all the veterans who are who are gone, who have served, who have done their time. We appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Um, we yep. thank you. We're Americans for a reason. For you guys, right. flag still strong. Um, thank you for that. But once again, quick shout out to our uh, sponsor. awesome sponsor, Connor's Computer Repair. Best race in town, uh, Kansas City metro area. Go check them out online, connorscomputers.com. Tell them Rivaled sent you. Don't forget to click the link in the description to like, subscribe, share with your friends. I'm Jake. This is Bo, and this is episode 17 of Rivaled. Yep. Adios.